Welcome to Truth, Lies, and Coffee with Kara Noel and Robin McClure. Yes, we are here today um, drinking Highlander Grog coffee, and it's delicious. Thank you, Robin. It is amazing. Um, And today we're going to be talking about drafting a novel and just the different ways that people do it. Yeah, there are two main ways. There are usually plotters and pantsers, people who outline and people who write by the seat of their pants. So we want to give you the opportunity to learn about famous authors and what they do and the differences between the two and how to make both work. Yeah. And we're also going to share our personal preferences toward the end. Yes. So, Kara, I know you had a quote you wanted to read by George R.R. Martin. Yes. I love this quote. He says, I think there are two types of writers, the architects and the gardeners. The architects plan everything ahead of time, like an architect building a house. They know how many rooms are going to be in the house, what kind of roof they're going to have, where the wires are going to run, what kind of plumbing there's going to be. They have the whole thing designed and blueprinted out before they even nail the first board up. The gardeners dig a hole, drop in a seed, and water it. They kind of know what seed it is. They know if planted a fantasy seed or mystery seed or whatever— But as the plant comes up and they water it, they don't know how many branches it's going to have. They find out as it grows. And I'm much more a gardener than an architect. I love that quote. I do too. I think it creates such a beautiful image of the two different styles. And it's, yeah, that's very true. It does. I do like how it's, yeah, it's a little more elegant than, than plotters and pantsers. It is much more elegant. I agree. On that note, I thought we could share a little bit about what a plotter is and what a pantser is. I would describe a plotter as someone who meticulously plans out each element of the story, including the theme, the characters, the plot, um, the events of the plot specifically, the midpoint, the climax, and the end. Yeah, and I think that pantsers are someone who starts writing the story without knowing where it's going. What do you think about the description I have for a pantser? I'm a little offended, actually. (laughs) (laughs) As a pantser, I would say that, well, I do like to explore and figure out what's going to happen I know where it's going. (laughs) And um, I have a question in return. Yes. You made a bit of a face when I said meticulous. I didn't realize you caught that. But (laughs) I... I, I hear about plotters that are meticulous in their plotting. And there definitely are. Like that write like whole books as the outline or like whole books of characters like just about the character like building it but i i do like that knowing just the elements of the story like the theme and the characters and the plot events i do agree with that part the meticulous part got me because i am not meticulous like i would probably lose interest if i got that 
meticulous in it because I'd be like, I'm never going to get to the story. (laughs) That's really interesting because one of the most famous sources for people who like to plot out their novel is Save the Cat Writes a Novel. Mm. It's a three-act story structure, and she breaks down every scene with the plot points. That's correct, right? Yes. Yeah. And I know you're following that, so I would consider that meticulous. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so funny because it's different, like, just seeing where people fall on the spectrum. And I feel like when we were, like, I know when I was doing research, and I think we talked about it a little bit before we started, that you were finding this too, that people are kind of all over the spectrum and they're not really a hardcore pantser or a hardcore plotter. They're just elements of each. Yeah, I do think there are some exceptions. Mm -hmm. Like you wanted to talk about Stephen King because he is hardcore. I think, yes, I think he's like the only one that I found that was like, yeah, no, I I don't have a plan. Um, I think you found someone else, which I'm going to also utilize as well. Um, But Stephen King, of course, is a well-known pantser, hardcore. Um, He doesn't, he says that it's like finding a fossil and just digging up the story and basically like having the characters dictate where he's going like just discovering it and I think that's really it's fascinating it makes takes me back to when I was little and when I first started writing and just like telling stories to myself and being like huh I wonder where this will go like I love that but then there's also Diana Gabaldon um, who wrote the Outlander series and how she writes scenes just as they come to her, which I think is really fascinating. Um, It does make me think of when I was writing my last book that took me a decade to write, um, how I was just would write down scenes and then had to copy and paste them together. But I think for her to do that is so fascinating because her books are so huge and chock full of history. And I'm like, how do you do that? (laughs) Well, I do know that she researches meticulously. Oh, so she does tons of research about the historical era and the people. Okay. So she already has that well of knowledge to kind of draw from, which Mm -hmm. helps I'm sure. And then um, Veronica Roth is also a self-described pantser um, where she knows what each character's wants are before she dives in, which I think is helpful um, because definitely like having a goal in mind for your characters gets them from point A to point B. Absolutely. If you know what your characters want, then... That can drive the plot, just having them discover that along the way and try to get there. Yeah. Even if you don't necessarily know what they're going to encounter along the way. Yeah. It just is helpful to have that giving them more agency. And also the last one is John Green. He has no preconceived notions about the plot or character when he goes in. And that to me is so surprising because his stories can well 
I say his stories, plural, even though I've only... No, I think I did watch two adaptations. I take that back. (laughs) I watched The Fault in Our Stars and the other one that I can't think of right now. I can't help you. I haven't (laughs) watched any of them or read any of them. Sorry. (laughs) Change that. (laughs) No, that's totally fine. So I'm... um, But I really love his that he can make me cry. I'm like, if you can make me cry, think you've done something with the characters and given them something that has resonated and to start off with no idea where you're going with the plot or what you're doing with the characters is really cool. Absolutely. I mean, isn't that the goal? We want our readers to feel something for the characters. Yeah. I mean, because what, I mean, otherwise, what's the point? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I wanted to go ahead and share some famous plotters. Um, Suzanne Collins, author of The Hunger Games, uses a diagram outline. So she has the main story outline and she highlights different parts along the way. So within Hunger Games where she meets Rue and befriends her. Or before the Hunger Games, like, their conversations on the roof with PETA. Mm-hmm. And then within the main story structure, the idea about the boy with the bread and, like, being with Gail before the reaping. The reaping. Mm-hmm. And um, so she has, like, those ticked off on a, a little diagram. That's so cool. I And I did hear something more recently about that she even has it broken down into like cert, a certain amount of chapters in each act. Ooh, so interesting. I, I thought that was really cool that that stuck with me, too. So that is really neat that she does have that all kind of plotted out to be able to evenly distribute her chapters within each story structure, each act. That's very interesting. The other probably most famous plotter is J.K. Rowling. Yes. I think it's fascinating because I read that she considers herself a pantser. Which is funny. (laughs) She's not. She's wrong. (laughs) You can look at a sample of her outline and it includes tons of detail. Details about the chapter and which scenes take place within each chapter along with the plot points and the theme and how it matches up with that. And um, the one I saw was of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. So it, she has marked out her um, Harry and Cho's relationship, like how that develops along with the DA and how that progresses she includes the months that they happen in, just the progression of every single element. That is meticulous. That is definitely meticulous. So that's why I'm like, how could you ever think you were a pantser <laughs> if you did all that? But no, I and I always remember like when I was a few books in where I was like, huh, this midpoint always happens around like Christmas <laughs> and I'm like that's too funny it's just like very meticulous that you can see it yes you definitely see it if you look through save the cat or um 
There's another source that I really like. It's called Story Slices by Madeline Smoot. Oh. Save the Cat Writes a Novel is a three-act structure. Mm-hmm. Smoot's is a four-act structure. I think that's one that you actually talked to me about before. And I tried the four-act structure at one point because I think I have one that I had worked on at one point. My previous novels, when I went back to outline it, lined up with the four-act structure perfectly. Oh, that's too funny. And so did whichever book I was looking at through of Harry Potter. I think it was Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Just lined up to a T. It was fascinating. That is really fascinating. Uh, it's too it's too cool. I just love um seeing how different people, different writers will what their preferences are and how they make it work for them. Just like with you having tried plotting before and fighting against it, as you said, and struggling with this last novel. It was horrible. I am not a plotter. (laughs) No. I need the freedom. Or else I just feel constricted and I run away from it anyway. But then I feel guilty and I have to keep going back. And it just made it a much longer novel than it should have been. (laughs) I just remember meeting with you each week and I was like, how many words are in it now? Or you would be like, guess how many words I have. And as a YA novel how it was I have to cut my novel in half (laughs) it's quite bad oh goodness but that is what editing is for Mm -hmm. and that's something that we'll discuss more in detail as the weeks go on yes because I do think that even the most pantser of pantsers at some point they go back through and they say okay how does this all fit together How do I intensify this climax? How do I develop these characters more? What else do I need here? How do I start this so it makes more of an impact? And also, we all want to make sure that we have some foreshadowing and other elements that tie the novel together so that the end isn't like, uh. (laughs) Well, that was abrupt. (laughs) Right. Now, the other thing is we still want to surprise people. Oh, yeah, definitely. You don't want to be able to see it coming. Or if you, I I guess, yeah, you don't want to see the ending too early because then you're just waiting for it to be, you're waiting to find out that you were right. (laughs) Yeah, it's boring. Yeah. Oh, there is one more author I wanted to share about, Michael Crichton. He used index cards. As he would come up with an idea for something that could happen, an event, he would write it down in an index card throughout the day and carry it with him. And then when he got home, he would put it in order along with the other ones so that he could develop it that way. That's such a brilliant idea because I know like people will, I think both of us will always have some kind of paper on us if we have a note to take, if we think of an idea, but to have something specific like a note card that you know you're going to put with your work that you already have in progress, I think that's a really good idea too. It absolutely is. And then you can move it around and see where it fits best. Yeah. All right, so obviously I, Robin, am a pantser. Yes. (laughs) And Kara is a plotter. 
But we did want to chat a little bit about how we make it work for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kara, do you want to start? Yeah. Yeah, I can. um, I... I definitely, I used to be more of a pantser, obviously, but I I like lists as a person because I'm really bad about staying motivated. I think if I have that structure, it keeps me focused and then I'm able to continue writing because I would sit down at my computer in the morning like, oh, I'm going to get up at four or five in the morning before work and then... I would sit there and surf the internet instead of actually writing because I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to write next. And I think this way, if I'm plotting it out and I'm discovering the story that way, then it's easier that when the time comes for me to write, I can be like, oh, I know where I'm going next. So I can get the word count in. But as of right now, before I'm even putting it into the the structure, I'm just have a document open um, that you actually helped me with when you were asking me questions, trying to figure out my story and my characters and my world. And I just was writing like the questions down and writing what answers I had and then just putting quotes from different articles or whatever. Like if I want to, like if I have ideas for my magic system and how that works, just trying to figure that out and, and just have everything in one place so that that way then I can put it into the three-act structure and then I think even break it down from there into the chapters. Yeah, I know a couple of days ago we were talking about how you were trying to come up with ideas for the fun and games section of the novel, mm-hmm. the plot element. And so just a lot of planning ahead of time, whereas my planning is mostly world building, actually. I like to have a solid idea of the fantasy world and what it looks like and what my character's culture is like and religions and hierarchies, hierarchies, (laughs) (laughs) and how the magic works and... If there is magic, I haven't decided with this one. Yeah, that's true. It is a little different with this one. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to gauge it. and But I did think that, too. I mean, you have kind of like what I had going on with my one document at this point is with your world building. You have just like in your notebook where you have all the different things that are popping into your head about the world. Yes, exactly. I know generally where my character is starting, and I know the end. So I know how that sucker is going to (laughs) end. You have more than I do now. (laughs) (laughs) That's ironic. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Whole spectrum. (laughs) Big, long spectrum. (laughs) I think what's important to remember as you think about where you fall in the plotting versus pantsing realm of deciding how to plan your novel is doesn't really matter Mm -mm. you will find what works for you and you will figure out what doesn't work for you yeah and there's nothing wrong with trying a variety of things and saying let's try this plot structure and see how it works for me and if you run away like i did (laughs) you know that it's not a good fit or you can try pantsing Mm -hmm. 
And if you're like, holy cow, I do not know where to go next, you might want to start at that point creating a plot. Mm-hmm. One thing that I do, Kara, you mentioned how you had a hard time figuring out what to write next. Yeah. One thing I do at the end of each writing section is I, in my planner, I write out what I wrote that day. Mm-hmm. And I wrote out the next thing that needs, write out the next thing that needs to happen. Mm. So then before I go to bed, I read it. And I kind of subconsciously think about it all night long so that in the morning when I'm ready to write again, <laughs> it's right there. And then you're probably excited about it, too. Very excited. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I've heard of people actually just like um, saying, like, I've heard it said where if you stop where you're excited about starting again, like, don't stop where you're like, I have no idea where to go. Like, stop in a in a good spot where you're going to be anxious to get to your computer or your pen and paper. Yeah, I would say it's better to stop in the middle of a sentence than to stop at the end of a chapter. That's a very good point. I wanted to share one quote from my favorite author, who is James Rollins. He talks about where he lands on this. And I want to th- I want to ask what you think he is, whether you think he's a plotter or a pantser. Okay. He says, some authors outline to a great degree. I know where my story starts. I know where it ends. I know several stopping points along the way, but that's about it. I know the skeleton, but what I enjoy most about writing is the discovery along the way. New characters, new plot twists, etc. Characters are always surprising me, taking stories into unexpected territories or ideas. I swear sometimes my characters have come up with elements all on their own, and I'm just the chronicler. <laughs> I would think that that feels more like, like, yes, there is a skeleton and that is plotting, um, but that it's more like, it is kind of, kind of like pantsing with, yeah, it's a little more nuanced where, like we were talking about. I agree. I think it's mostly, mostly pantsing. There's just... I need to hit this. I need to hit this. I need to hit this. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I think that's where even the most rigid pantsers, with the exception of Stephen King, (laughs) (laughs) eventually land. They know what has to happen Mm -hmm. and they incorporate that in some way. Yeah. Yeah. They always get to that end. No matter how it happens, they get to... They know where it's going. Right. I think that's all for today. I think so. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Truth, Lies, and Coffee. If you like our content, uh, you could follow, subscribe, and share. And we also have an email address. So if you had any ideas or wanted to discuss anything that we've talked about on the podcast, we have a Gmail account at truthliesandcoffee at gmail.com. Yeah, please feel free to drop us an email so we can hear from you and what you think. And please join us next week where we discuss the elements every story has to include. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.